Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. This episode is brought to you by my course, Rest Assured. If you've been struggling with falling asleep, or staying asleep, or just not waking up feeling well-rested, you've come to the right place. Cognitive Behavioral Therapy for Insomnia, or CBTI, is the gold standard intervention in the management of insomnia. Rest Assured is a digital course that walks you through CBTI, step-by-step, with everything you need to succeed. Each of the six weekly modules guides you through some important background information for the different techniques, explores the evidence-based techniques in detail, provides multiple examples of exercises so you can find the one that works for you, and reviews the work you've completed since the last module. And rest assured, it's just not another DIY left to your own devices, but rather, you get direct access to me, a board-certified sleep physician in twice-monthly office hours, where you can ask me face-to-face any questions you may have about the course material. So check out www.wellrestedmd.com slash RA to learn more. That's wellrestedmd.com slash RA. Or just head to the homepage and click on courses to learn more. Enjoy the episode. Hey, friends and neighbors. You're listening to the Well Rested Podcast, episode number four. The Dark Side of Light. How Evening Light Can Ruin Your Night. I'm your host, Dr. Joshua Lennon, and I'm so thrilled that you decided to join us here today to learn a little bit more about sleep and how it can wake, feeling better, and just really love your sleep again. What if I told you that the key to falling asleep fast, getting a great night of sleep, and waking up feeling refreshed and energized was as easy as flicking a switch? Today, I'll be discussing some of the negative impacts that light can have on your sleep and what we can do about it. Next week, I'll focus on the fantastic benefits that light can have. But before we dive into specific problems with light and sleep, I need to emphasize something fundamental about how mammalian biology works. Our bodies run on an internal clock called a circadian rhythm. This rhythm is not the same as the Earth, and on average it runs about 24 hours and 12 minutes long. That means it requires constant resetting. The most effective adjuster of our internal clocks is light. Historically, that would be the sun, with much lower levels of light coming from campfires after sunset. But in the modern age, sources of very bright light can be found everywhere and can quite negatively impact our sleep and or dramatically alter our body's internal clocks. Generally speaking, Light is alerting. It's activating. It reinforces our circadian alertness and suppresses our circadian rest. When you are exposed to light in the evening hours approaching your desired bedtime, the light actively shifts your body's scheduled sleep time, delaying your ability to settle down and sleep. In fact, there are certain cells in the retina at the back of the eye that really respond quite dramatically to just 30 seconds of light exposure. So it doesn't take much light and much time to have a significant impact. In fact, even if they're only exposed to a short duration of light, that these, these cells in the retina, in the back of the eye, they keep sending that alertness signal for as much is a couple hours after the lights have been turned off. And multiple studies show that light exposure in the evenings is independently associated with a longer time to fall asleep. And this is even after accounting for somebody's age, their gender, 
daytime activity, bedtime, the daylight length, and the intensity of that evening or nighttime light exposure. One 2005 study showed that this delay in your ability to fall asleep can last up to one month after just two nights of brighter light exposure. That's right, these, these individuals in the study just had two nights, two nights only, when they're exposed to brighter lights, pretty bright lights actually, right before their habitual bedtime. And then no lights after that. I mean, 28 straight days after that of no evening lights. And it took them a month to get back to their regular schedule. It took them a month to recover, to not have that induced insomnia any longer after just two nights of bright light in the evening. Now, light from screens specifically has been shown to worsen our ability to wake in the morning, known as sleep inertia. It lengthens the time that it takes to fall asleep. It decreases the likelihood that we are able to wake up by an alarm clock. And it worsens our daytime function, decreases the quality of our sleep overall, worsens our daytime fatigue, and increases our social jet lag. Now, one interesting study in particular compared playing a video game, and this was Counter-Strike Global Offensive. I really don't know what that means. But it compared playing a video game to playing Monopoly. And they found that individuals that played the video game had significantly reduced sleep efficiency, meaning that they spent a lot more time awake overall while they were in bed. They had a delayed time to fall asleep, and they had a lot more awakenings across the night with a lot more sleep interruption, with arousals and prolonged awakenings. And the next morning, their memory was worse compared to those individuals who were in a lower light exposure just playing the board game of Monopoly. So there's something more dangerous about light from screens than just light in general. And part of this may have to do with distance. That light in space travels through a vacuum, but in your bedroom, it doesn't. And so the farther that light has to travel, the more diminished it becomes. And so a, a handheld screen where that light is traveling a mere number of inches from screen to your eyeballs is a lot more problematic than, say, a television screen on the other side of the room or an overhead light or a lamp on the other side of the room. The color of the light makes a difference as well. Traditional incandescent light bulbs are much more yellowy, orangey, red colored versus modern LED screens on computers and televisions and handheld devices. And these LED screens are able to emit much brighter white light, including a lot more light on the blue end of the spectrum than the yellow-red end of the spectrum like traditional incandescent bulbs. And as the, the sun sets, the angle of light entering our atmosphere from the sun changes. So the color of that light changes as a result. It goes from that bright white closer to noon and shifts more towards the red, naturally reducing the intensity of light that's entering your eyes. It reduces the intensity of that alertness response to light as well. So when lights and screens in your home are running around the clock, bright, white, energy-efficient lights may make your furnishings really shine, but they can be quite problematic for your sleep. 
And watching Netflix will not help you chill. It will quite significantly harm your sleep health, leading to a worse tomorrow. And watching it on your phone or tablet is even worse. And the same goes for social media or any other screen use after dark. Our internal clock is most sensitive to bright blue light, specifically at 470 nanometers, if you're curious. Hence the rationale for blue light blocking features like night modes on phones and tablets. However, our internal clocks are susceptible to all wavelengths of visible light, not just to bright blue. Blue just has the strongest effect. So as above, regardless of the intensity of the lux or the lumen or the color or temperature of the light, that light exposure, any light exposure in the evenings, worsens our sleep. It takes us longer to fall asleep. We get less sleep overall. We wake up more across the night. The quality of our sleep suffers. We don't get as much deep sleep when we're exposed to any kind of light in the evenings, whether the blue is filtered out or not. In fact, studies of blue light blocking glasses, where they compare these blue tinted or I should say, amber-tinted lenses that filter out blue compared to untinted lenses or just clear lenses or no lenses at all have not shown to substantially improve sleep quality or timing to fall asleep compared to doing nothing at all. Same goes for studies looking at these blue light filters on devices like phones and tablets. And for any gentleman listening out there, sperm quality is strongly associated with evening light exposure. In a recent 2020 study of men aged 21 to 59 years old, evening screen time light exposure was associated with worse sperm motility, worse sperm progressive motility, and a lower sperm concentration. And the more screen time, the worse the sperm motility, the higher the percentage of non-moving, non-swimmers these gentlemen had. However, not surprisingly, they did show that the higher quality of sleep that men achieved and the greater duration of sleep they achieved, the higher the sperm count and the better swimmers they were as well. So this provides a a fantastic opportunity, not just for a sperm, but for, for all of our health, that the majority of us don't go to bed before sunset. So we have complete control over the light content of our environment in the minutes and the hours approaching our intended sleep time. Even if you do go to sleep around sunset, the setting of the sun causes a natural shift in light intensity in the spectrum of light. And that allows for a totally natural, gradual decline in light exposure that is optimal for helping us get ready for sleep. And studies that limit nighttime light exposure, that is light in general, in all the the different spectra, not just filtering one small part of the spectrum, but light in general, when we limit any and all light at night, that there are significant improvements in the time it takes to fall asleep, as well as the quality of sleep, the amount of deep sleep and REM sleep that we get is improved by limiting our night exposure our light exposure at night. 
if you want to sleep better at night, turn off the light. So to summarize, light activates. And when you get that activation at the wrong time, and timing here is precisely the issue, as we'll explore in depth in the next episode, in episode number five. But when you get that light activation at the wrong time, you become too activated to sleep as intended. Evening and nighttime light exposure increases our circadian alertness. It confuses your body's internal clock. That light exposure causes it to take longer to fall asleep, impacts the quality of sleep that we achieve, including continuity of sleep, the number of awakenings, and as a result, significantly worsens our daytime alertness and daytime function. All visible light affects sleep. So yes, bright blue light at 470 nanometers has the most potent effect, but blocking only that small part of the spectra leaves the rest of light unfiltered, causing the exact same problems. Blue blocking filters, either as glasses or as a software function on a media screen, these are not a viable solution. If you better regulate your overall light exposure, follow the sun in the evenings and think about campfire level light at night, and you'll be much better positioned to fall asleep faster, achieve higher quality sleep, stay asleep longer, and wake up feeling much better rested the next day. So be a good steward of your light at night. Be sure to hit subscribe in your favorite podcast player to get all the latest episodes. Leave us a review and head on over to wellrestedmd.com for more information. Thank you for listening and be sure to tune in next week, episode number five, on the benefits of light.